Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chiefs and Jaguars started this off. And Jacksonville is going to be a problem. They are well-coached. They are good Lawrence, obviously, still learning to play the position at the NFL level, but he's got the intangibles. He's got the mental toughness. He's got the confidence to overcome mistakes. You've seen him already in the postseason. What feels like he's had a ton of experience in just these two games. Jacksonville is going to be a problem. And if not for the fumble by Agnew, they could have won that game on the road in Kansas City. An impressive performance, I thought, from Jacksonville. And I get that Mahomes wasn't 100%. But even with Mahomes out, Chad Henney goes right down the field for a 98-yard drive. Mahomes came back, and he still looked like Mahomes. Yeah, all right, he was a little hampered by that ankle, but he still looked like Mahomes. Anyway, a fun first game there. And then that was it for Saturday, obviously. We got over the Eagles and the Giants. And then Sunday, you know, DeMar Hamlin hanging out at uh, in Buffalo there at the stadium which was great to see him. And I know people getting caught up in the emotion of Hamlin being there. And you feel bad. And it, it is a reality check where everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's great. He's good to go. He's out of the hospital. He's home. The, the reality is he's got a very long way to go to recover. But anyway, with DeMar Hamlin there, you think, okay, maybe Buffalo is going to be fired up to start, get going on early. And right out of the gate, the wind out of the sails with the Bengals just marching down the field and what was a a beautiful setting where you got Bills Bengals division around in Buffalo snow on the ground to, does not get pre- yeah I was getting even getting text from my mother my wife said something oh wow it's snowing there that looks so pretty everybody was into the snow the only problem was the Bills didn't show up it wasn't even a game. That was a destruction for a team that was a wrongful six-point favorite, turns out. They got embarrassed. There are two people that I want to hear from before I say goodbye at 5 o'clock. Brett on Long Island and Omar in Brooklyn. Omar in Brooklyn or the Bronx? I forget. Is it, it is Brooklyn, right? Yeah, Omar in Brooklyn. I want to hear from both of those guys. The Bills were an embarrassment. Wow. Imagine, you know, it could be worse. I know everybody's going to say, well, you know, they get to the postseason every year. Yeah, but they disappoint. I mean, they got to get over the hump. That's frustrating. Getting to a point where you're expected to win the Super Bowl. Now, the signs were there all year long where they were just not clean, crisp at all. They were never clicking 
on all cylinders. And even the game against Miami on the prior Sunday, where they were huge favorites and almost lost that game. You know, that proved to be more about Buffalo than it was Miami. And I think people thought it was maybe a combo of both. Give Miami credit. They fought hard, tough, whatever, battling, and knocked Buffalo a little bit. But I thought Buffalo would have a bounce-back performance. And I knew early on watching that that I made a bad, bad pick because the Bengals were clearly, clearly the better team. Tougher team, better quarterback, better wide receivers, better running backs. They could run the football. And even with a banged-up offensive line, they showed no signs of slowing down at all. It had no impact. Bengals are better in every area. Whatever the Bills' window was is now closed. And Cincinnati is going to be a powerhouse in the AFC for years to come. Last year, they may have, you know, or or at least some of us thought, hey, they peaked early or, you know, were ahead of schedule. And maybe they were slightly ahead of schedule. Well, they're on schedule now. And their schedule has Super Bowl championships out in front of it. I don't know anybody that felt after watching that game, and you could see it in the odds, where the majority of people after watching the Bengals manhandle the Bills, where people started betting the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Forget about the AFC championship game. That is what a Super Bowl winning team looks like. And it's a shame that they couldn't beat the Rams last year because Cincinnati is better. Obviously, they weren't better for that one game. And yes, of course, a different team, but Cincinnati is, they would have been a worthy champion. I feel like the Rams kind of had a cheap Super Bowl win. And based on this year, that was proven to be correct. But anyway, just a dominating, eye-opening stamp of approval letting the world know we are not some fluke from last year. We're as good, if not better, than anybody else. That was that was a statement win by the Bengals on the road in convincing fashion. Taking it to Buffalo early and often in that game. And then, you know, the Sunday night game, or the late game on Sunday, with the Niners and Cowboys, <sighs> Again, the problem with the Cowboys, they may have a lot of talent, but their quarterback has issues. My main concern going into that game, I had two main concerns from a Dallas betters standpoint. Dak Prescott making big mistakes and Maher, the kicker, screwing things up. And Maher wasn't as bad as he could have been, but missing the extra point early on didn't help either. And it does set a bad tone. I get that it wasn't the deciding factor in the game, but missing that extra point did give the Cowboys a bad feel. And, you know, the Niners are just well-coached, excellent defensive team. They can run the football. They have plenty of weapons in the passing game. Their rookie quarterback looks mature beyond his years, way beyond his years, where... You look at Purdy, and he, look, he made some mistakes and was fortunate that Dallas didn't take advantage of him defensively, dropping a couple interceptions or balls that could have been picked, dropping them. 
But Purdy has been so good for this team. Think about the accomplishment for the San Francisco 49ers to get to the NFC Championship game with your third-string rookie quarterback. I mean, if that doesn't show you that it is about coach and or system, first and foremost, I don't know what will. And you look at what they were able to do. You know, Mike McCarthy is not a very good head coach. I don't think he's the worst thing, but he's not a very good head coach. Dallas doesn't have anything buttoned up. I mean, I know the last drive people are making a big deal of. It was an embarrassment, don't get me wrong, whether it's Dalton Schultz, whether it's that ridiculous Hail Mary play. I mean, it's absurd. But that's not why Mike McCarthy is not a good head coach. He's not a good head coach because the team just is inconsistent. They don't have discipline. They don't respect possessions enough. He's kind of all over the place. He's not buttoned up. Anything but buttoned up. And I want a consistent buttoned-up approach, a set system where you know what you're going to get. Now, like I said, Dallas was unlucky in that game, but they got outcoached, and their quarterback was terrible. And it's one thing to have an interception or two, but Dak threw, I mean, just an absolutely horrible pick. He's lucky he didn't have more interceptions in that game. And it cost them. I mean, they were right there. It was a tight game all the way. Their defense did the job slowing down the Niners. I mean, until the end where they couldn't stop the run, San Francisco just ran it right down their throats on into the end zone, which was the difference maker. But the Dallas defense did their part. Dak Prescott did not do his. And I don't know how... If you're the Cowboys or a Cowboys fan, you can go into next season feeling any differently about your team. How could you feel differently when you know that Dak Prescott is going to be the quarterback? He's the issue. He's the problem. Obviously, it's not all him. But with McCarthy and Dak, as long as those two guys are there, that's a problem. Because there's going to be question marks to how far they can take you every year. Jerry Jones getting too old for this stuff. No, I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news, but he's getting up there. And it doesn't look great either. Imagine that. A guy who can buy anything he wants. Buy anything. Has it all. But he's, I don't want to say dying because that might, you know. Itching, begging just to get to an NFC Championship game, just to get back to a Super Bowl. And he thinks he's got the team. But unfortunately for him, I don't think that he does. And it's proven that they don't. We welcome in Marco Belletti right now as he's about to get you updated here. Marco, if you forgot, was a bold prognosticator on Friday morning at 3.40 when we did the perfect parlay picks. Mm -hmm. Not only did you take the Giants plus the points, but you said the Giants were going to win outright. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Many mistakes were made. (laughs) How did... uh, I didn't watch the second half of the game. How did that work out for you? (laughs) You didn't need to. (laughs) 
<laughs> Five minutes in, you knew it was dead. Look, yeah, I know. look. And I, I'll be the first. I take a total accountability. I thought going in, I thought the Eagles would play a C minus kind of game. You weren't alone, by the way, with the Giants. I thought Hurts would, yeah, and whatever. Even if I was, I don't right. care. Right. I, if her, I thought Hurts was more beat up than he was. I thought the offensive line with Lane Johnson. I thought the Giants would be able to control the game. And as it got tighter, as the game went on, they'd be able to sneak one out with an A plus effort. And the Eagles playing C minus because we all know, and this was obvious, that the Eagles are more talented. Right. right. Unfortunately, the Eagles played a B game because I think they have another level. Really? Yes, they do. They have another level than that. They played a B game, which was solid. B, that's B. it? Yeah. And the Giants played an F. And that, Now, what would you think the Eagles didn't do well enough that you would give them a B? You're I, a tough teacher. No, no, no. I'm saying I think they've got more. That, to me, is a compliment. Like I'm they not, laid off? They, yeah, they yeah, played okay. well, but they didn't play to their absolute capability. They could have done more. They didn't need to, right. so they stopped. Okay. All right, that's fair. Different than, like, not playing. Yeah, no, because, I mean, right. in, in the second half, they allowed the, the Giants to run the football. Right. And I think if they wanted to, they could have stopped it. Right. Like, they, they didn't. The Giants had no chance when you play an F game, and again, when you can't control the line of scrimmage, and they couldn't control either side of the line of scrimmage, and you get dominated and boat raced by a better team, when it's 14-0, that right. game was done. Yeah. There was For nothing them. that was getting bad out of it. Yeah. And they, the Eagles knew it. To come back from that. And the Eagles knew it, and they put it on cruise control. They tried to, they were smart enough to put their foot on their throat early. Do you have a problem with the fourth, uh, fourth and eighth? Go for it. No, absolutely not. Yeah, There's two neither. reasons. Yeah. One, look, I would have liked it at fourth and three instead of fourth and eight. I yeah. I know. I know. I know. Uh, but going forward in that spot, there's two things. One, you're on the road. You're in a spot. You're going to have to make a play. I know that that's a tough one to make, but you got to have to make some plays. Right. And two, and this has been a problem that the Giants have had all season long. You're at the 40-yard line. Your punter stinks. Stinks. Well, right. What, so what you're going to net 20. Yeah. He's going to punt the ball into the end zone. Guaranteed. And I think they knew that. Now, if you tell me I got a really good punter, I got Jeff Fiegels in his prime, and I'm going to pin you at the three-yard line, yeah, I might take my chances. It's 7 nothing. Let me see if I can get back in this. And I think Brian Dable looked at it and goes, I'm going to get 20 yards? The hell with that. Let's get the first down. And he tried it, and he rolled the dice. And also knowing that, hey, the Eagles, he knew before we saw it that it was not going to be easy stopping the Eagles. I mean, they, they just got ran over on that first drive. Right. He could trust his defense a little bit, but I also think he knew if we're going to win this game, we got to be able to move the football here. And we're going to put up major points. They, they knew right. if they were going to win the game, they're going to have to put up at least 30. Right. And you're also in that spot. You're, it's early on enough. Uh, it's early enough in the game to where you're showing confidence in both, right. both your offense and defense. Correct. And what happened, unfortunately, both let him down. The offense didn't convert. Defense gave up the touchdown right away. And again, not only did the defense get carved all night, the one thing that they did a good job of, I granted it was the backups, but the Eagles struggled in the red zone. Now, part of that was Hurts was banged up, but they couldn't finish the Giants off that that last game of the season, which you don't put a lot into it, but it was something. The Giants were kind of hanging on that. Like, look, our defense can bend, but when it comes down to it, we'll make that play by the goal line. We'll hold you to three. And we can win a game if we keep holding you to three, even if you move the football through the 20s. And Brian Dable looked at it again. If I don't get this, if we can hold him to three, it's still 10 nothing. Right. Like, we're okay. And, again, the defense couldn't stop anything. The offense couldn't get going at, at all. I mean, nobody played well. There's right. not The only shining light, the silver lighting, if you will, if you're a Giant fan, at least for me, whenever game ends, right, when you get a playoff game, when, you get, when your season's over, mm. After the game is over, we all do the same thing, right? Oh, if they would have just recovered that fumble. Yeah, there was no. Oh, if there was just this play. <laughs> oh, man, if he would have made that catch, it could have flipped everything. There was nothing. Yeah. 
Oh, if the Eagles busters didn't show up. That, I mean, yeah. there was nothing from opening kick to the end. There was no shot at any point in that game that you go, if they'd have just made this play, they could have played the game. No. Well, that's why I found it funny that people were, and I was saying this Sunday with Moose, like people were picking on the fourth and eight, and then on his decision to punt in the fourth quarter later on in the game. Like, because people are looking for something to hang on to. Who gives a crap? It made no difference. You're getting on him for punting there? Why? Now, what again, do you want, more embarrassment? Who cares? I was annoyed because you do have to go for it in that spot. But bottom line, did that affect the outcome? No. 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 That had nothing to do with anything. Even if, Look, if you punted, and again, he was punting the ball into the end zone. Awful all season. It made you feel better if they went down the field and went on an 80-yard drive and scored a minute 14-0? Make you feel better? You really think the defense would have stopped them if they were at the 20 instead of the 40? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.